0: chapter thirty four of the queen's necklace by alexander dumas translated by henry l williams this librivox recording is in the public domain the stanzas of monsieur de provence while these events were passing in paris and in versailles the king tranquil as usual sat in his study surrounded by maps and plans and traced new paths for the vessels of la Perouse. a slight knock at his door roused him from his study and a voice said may i come in brother the comte de provence growled the king discontentedly enter a short person came in you did not expect me brother he said no indeed do i disturb you have you anything particular to say such a strange report oh some scandal yes brother which has amused you because it is so strange something against me should i laugh if it were then against the queen sire imagine that i was told quite seriously that the queen slept out the other night. "'That would be very sad if it were true,' replied the king. "'But it is not true, is it?' "'No.' "'Nor that the queen was seen waiting outside the gate at the reservoirs?' "'No. "'The day, you know, that you ordered the gates to be shut at eleven o'clock?' i do not remember well brother they pretend that the queen was seen arm in arm with monsieur d'artois at half past twelve that night where going to a house which he possesses behind the stables has not your majesty heard this report yes you took care of that how sire what have i done some verses which were printed in the mercury some verses said the count growing red oh yes you are a favorite of the muses not i sire oh do not deny it i have the manuscript in your writing now if you had informed yourself of what the queen really did that day instead of writing these lines against her and consequently against me you would have written an ode in her favour perhaps the subject does not inspire you but i should have liked a bad ode better than a good satire sire you overwhelm me but i trust you will believe i was deceived and did not mean harm perhaps besides i did not say i believed it And then a few verses are nothing. Now a pamphlet, like one I have just seen. A pamphlet? Yes, sire. And I want an order for the Bastille for the author of it. The king rose. Let me see it, he said. I do not know if I ought. Certainly you ought. Have you got it with you? yes sire and he drew from his pocket the history of the queen eteniopna one of the fatal numbers which had escaped from philippe and charny the king glanced over it rapidly infamous he cried you see sire they pretend the queen went to monsieur mesmer's well she did go she went authorized by me oh sire that is nothing against her i gave my consent did your majesty intend that she should experimentalize on herself the king stamped with rage as the count said this he was reading one of the most insulting passages the history of her contortions voluptuous disorder and the attention she had excited impossible he cried growing pale and he rang the bell oh the police shall deal with this fetch monsieur de crossney sire it is his day for coming here and he is now waiting let him come in shall i go brother said the count No remain if the queen be guilty you are one of the family and must know it if innocent you who have suspected her must hear it monsieur de crosny entered and bowed saying the report is ready sire first sir said the king explain how you allow such infamous publications against the queen at teniotna asked monsieur de crosny yes well sire it is a man called rateau you know his name and have not arrested him sire nothing is more easy i have an order already prepared in my portfolio then why is it not done Monsieur de crosny looked at the count i see Monsieur de crosny wishes me to leave said he no replied the king remain and you monsieur de crosny speak freely well sire i wished first to consult your majesty whether you would not rather give him some money and send him away to be hanged elsewhere why because sire if these men tell lies the people are glad enough to see them whipped, or even hanged. But if they chance upon a truth— A truth? It is true that the queen went to M. Mesmer's, but I gave her permission. Oh, sire! cried M. de Crozney. His tone of sincerity struck the king more than anything M. de Provence had said, and he answered. I— Suppose, sir, that was no harm? No, sire, but Her Majesty has compromised herself. Monsieur de Crosny, what have your police told you? Sire, many things, which, with all possible respect for Her Majesty, agree in many points with this pamphlet. Let me hear that the queen went in a common dress in the middle of this crowd and alone alone cried the king yes sire you are deceived monsieur de crosny i do not think so sire you have bad reporters sir so exact that i can give your majesty a description of her dress of all her movements of her cries her cries even her sighs were observed sire it is impossible she could have so far forgotten what is due to me and to herself oh yes said the comte de provence her majesty is surely incapable louis the sixteenth interrupted him sir said he to monsieur de Crosny, you maintain what you have said unhappily yes sire i will examine into it further said the king passing his handkerchief over his forehead on which the drops hung from anxiety and vexation i did permit the queen to go but i ordered her to take with her a person safe irreproachable and even holy ah said monsieur de Crosny, if she had but done so yes said the count if a lady like madame de Lamballe, for instance it was precisely she whom the queen promised to take unhappily sire She did not do so. Well, said the king with agitation, if she has disobeyed me so openly, I ought to punish, and I will punish, only some doubts still remain on my mind. These doubts you do not share? That is natural. You are not the king, husband and friend of her whom they accuse. However, I will proceed to clear the affair up, He rang. "'Let someone see,' said he to the person who came, "'where Madame de Lumbaya is.' "'Sire, she is walking in the garden with Her Majesty and another lady.' "'Beg her to come to me. Now, gentlemen, in ten minutes we shall know the truth.' All were silent. Monsieur de Crosny was really sad, and the Count put on an affectation of it, Which might have solemnized Momus himself. End of chapter thirty four, recording by John Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia.